0: Hello! Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today we are continuing in our study of 1 John. Today's reading comes from 1 John chapter 2, verse 2. Last time we talked about how we fight sin. Today we're going to see how Christ fought and conquered sin. So, I'm going to read from 1 John 2, verse 2. It reads, He is the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So, before I go any further, I'd like to define what propitiation is. So, propitiation is the appeasement for a punishment. It is like um, Jesus paying the full wrath of God. In this case, that's what it means. So, it's not an excuse of that pain of that punishment. Not like just forget, like forgiven in the sense of, I'll just pretend it never happened. It is the payment for that sin. So that means that Jesus is the payment for our sins. He took that payment. The payment was done. The punishment was dealt. But it was not dealt to us, which is awesome for us. And that's how we have eternal life. So, now I will go into three key points. Three... Key Two questions and one call to action. So, first, what does Jesus propitiate? So, let's get some context. First, we are guilty of sin against God. And we have to realize that Scripture tells us that sin against God demands an infinite punishment. The wages of sin is death. So, Why exactly does sin against God demand an infinite punishment? That is because when we sin against God, we are sinning against an eternal, infinite, glorious being. We are sinning against God, who is infinitely good to us. And we reject that. And that, of course, deserves an infinite punishment. And so God cannot be perfectly just and excuse our sin. That is impossible. Payment must be made. Since God is the perfect just judge and he is perfectly just, he cannot just pretend like nothing happened. I mean, think if we did that. If in um court circuits today we just pretended that like think of murder. That's like a um really high pun- um crime to obviously it should be. It's a really high crime. Think of a judge just saying, "Oh, that didn't happen." But that's like what we um sometimes think god should do if we think he should just forgive with no payment um that'd be like him doing that but 10 times worse so the righteous wrath of god is propitiated by man when he spends eternity in hell so obviously that's pretty bleak and so that's not what we want to do so there is hope though jesus lived the perfect life and died to pay for our sins he was a perfect man and we need to accept his free gift of grace that he offers to us and we see that god raised jesus from the dead to stamp his approval on christ's propitiation think of it as like a receipt um it shows that payment was made that's what Jesus, God did to Jesus when he raised him from the dead. He stamped his approval on Christ's propitiation. So secondly, what did Jesus do on the cross? First off, he extended the offer of grace to all. So if you're like me, you might find verse 2 a little confusing. We, we definitely were on board with he is a propitiation for our sins. But here's where it gets a little confusing. And not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world. So does that mean that he offered or he paid for everyone's sins? So I see that John doesn't mean Christ paid for everyone's sins, because if Jesus did, everyone would be saved. Because Jesus' payment for sins is infinite. If Jesus pays for someone's sins, the payment isn't going to be required twice. Once Jesus pays for something, as he said, it is finished. And we know that some people reject God and do go to hell. So it can't be that Jesus paid for everyone's sins, because if that were the case, everyone would be saved. However, Jesus did extend the offer of grace to all. And so that means that everyone has a chance to come to Christ. That offer is given to them. However, for us as believers, we know that every single sin of ours is covered. It is paid for. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So that means that Jesus did indeed pay for all of our sins on the cross. And that gives us freedom. And so now, this verse finally makes us gives us an action call it's this is a call to missions and when we think of missions sometimes we think of like going to faraway countries no um we are called to be i like this term urban missionaries we have to share the gospel with everyone around us no matter where we are today i was reading acts 8 and it talked about philip and how he would share the gospel wherever he was And we too, wherever we find ourselves, have to share the gospel. We have to spread, whether that's in a far distant country, third world country, or whether that's in America, or whether that's even in a pandemic. Whether we're stuck at home and we can find ways to spread the gospel. That's what we are called to do. And since the gospel is for all, we must seek to spread it to all. And so we must not get discouraged if the gospel is not received immediately because the Holy Spirit will call those whom he wants to. We have to remember that we can't create a repentant heart in someone. That's the Holy Spirit's job. So don't be discouraged. Like, I think of Isaiah. Isaiah was called by God to um, call Israel to repentance and God told him, no one's going to listen to you. I mean, that's a really really bleak i mean he's just god's up front with him no one's gonna believe you but isaiah still faithfully preached because that's what he was called to do and we're called to do the same thing and so my encouragement to you is find ways to spread the gospel and if it's rejected that's okay you're still obeying Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com.